welcome to NICU and Beyond with Tracy and Stacy. This is podcast number 14. Today's topic is newborn medications after birth, specifically vitamin K and erythromycin eye ointment. Birth is changing in the 21st century as more and more women become empowered to have greater control over their birth plans and more alternative choices are becoming available to modern parents. Mothers are weighing their options more seriously than ever. Since 1961, the American Academy of Pediatrics has recommended supplementing low levels of vitamin K in newborns with a single shot of vitamin K given at birth. Low levels of vitamin K can lead to dangerous bleeding in the newborns and infants. The vitamin K given at birth provides protection against the bleeding that could occur because of low levels of this essential vitamin. So, what do vitamin K and immunizations have in common? Actually, nothing. Vitamin K is not an immunization. It has no immune properties whatsoever and should not be lumped in with vaccines. But for those parents who might be leery of vaccinations, it's important to know that vitamin K is not a vaccine. Having no immune properties, the shot has no side effects other than brief pain in the injection site and a rare possible bruising, and has little to no risk of an allergic reaction because it is injected into the muscle. So, what exactly is vitamin K shot, and what's its function? Vitamin K helps an infant's blood coagulate or clot. It stops bleeding. Without enough vitamin K, babies cannot make the substances used to form clots called clotting factors. The vitamin K shot acts in two ways to increase the vitamin K levels. The first part goes into the infant's bloodstream immediately and increases the amount of vitamin K in the blood. This provides enough vitamin K so that the infant's levels don't drop dangerously low in the first few days of life. Much of this vitamin K gets stored in the liver and is used by the clotting system. Second, the rest of the vitamin K is slowly released over the next two to three months, providing a steady source of vitamin K until the infant has another source from his or her diet. Vitamin K does not pass from the mother to the babies, so babies are born deficient with vitamin K. Breast milk contains low levels of vitamin K, and the vitamin K shot lasts for six months in babies, and it's about the time that they start to eat their first solid foods. When your baby starts to eat solid foods, they can start getting vitamin K from the sources that they eat, mainly leafy green vegetables. The coagulant is needed because it can prevent potentially dangerous bleeding that can occur in the baby during these early six months. Not getting the vitamin K shot can lead to VKDB, stands for vitamin K deficiency bleeding. There are two types, early onset and late onset. Early onset VKDB involves bleeding in the first few days of life, bleeding umbilical cord site, circumcision site, and bruising. Late onset is the most concerning type. This bleeding occurs up to 6 months of age and has been seen as late as 12 to 18 months of age. This bleeding occurs in healthy infants. 30 to 60% of late VKDB with intracranial bleed. This is a life-threatening complication. Symptoms of VKDB include cephalohematoma, which is a bump on the head that does not end on one specific side, intracranial bleeding, 
intrathoracic bleeding, which can cause respiratory distress, intra-abdominal bleeding, bleeding from the skin, petechiae present over the skin, bleeding from the mucous membranes, including the gums and the nose. Intracranial bleeding is mostly associated with late-onset VKDB and presents with a floppy baby, a baby with lethargy, feeding difficulties, bulging fontanelles, decreased respiratory rate, and altered consciousness, convulsions, or pallor, which is paleness in the skin. 20% of these babies die, and 50% sustain long-term brain damage. One out of every five babies with VKDB dies. Some common reasons parents refused the vitamin K shot was because a study in the early 1990s found a possible link between vitamin K administration and leukemia. Multiple studies have found this not to be true. It will not cause cancer. Yes, there is benzyl alcohol in the shot as a preservative. It keeps the shot from being too acidic. Benzyl alcohol is a common ingredient in many medications. It does not cause jaundice. Don't believe the black box warning seen on Instagram and Facebook. It is misleading. And as the warning clearly states, it applies to intravenous use, which is not what newborns are given. Some parents think the dose is too high. The dose in the shot is high compared to the vitamin daily requirement of vitamin K to give the stores that the baby can maintain until they can start eating. The use of erythromycin eye ointments in newborns has its root back to the late 1800s. Back then, about 10% of newborns born in hospitals across Europe developed an illness called ophthalmalia neoporum, or ON for short. This illness caused blindness in 3% of the affected infants. In the early 1800s, doctors suspected that it was caused by something the infants were exposed to in the birth canal. But for many years, nobody knew what the infant caught or how to prevent it. In 1879, a German physician named Albert Neisser discovered that gonorrhea, a sexually transmitted infection, was causing ON. The following year, another German physician, Karl Prede, introduced a breakthrough treatment to prevent ON. Instead of waiting for signs of the infection to treat with silver nitrate solution into the eyes of all newborns at birth. In the 1830, Dr. Crede's hospital went from 30 to 35 cases per year to one the first six months he used silver nitrate. Today, quite a few things have changed. Antibiotics have made it possible to treat pregnant women who have sexually transmitted diseases well as any infants who contracted bacterial infections, making blindness highly unlikely in countries where mothers have access to screening and treatment during pregnancy. After your baby is born, either vaginally or by C-section, usually within the first hour, they will be treated with erythromycin eye ointment. If a baby is born C-section and your water did not break, it is extremely unlikely that your baby could develop ON. However, the current recommendation by the American Academy of Pediatrics is that erythromycin be put into all newborn's eyes, including C-section, since ascending infection can occur. Ascending infection means the gonorrhea or chlamydia are physically able to infect the baby even before the baby passes through the birth canal. This medication is not harmful. 
Your child may have vision that's a bit blurry, but baby's vision is blurry. The ointment may make the baby look like their eyes are wet on the skin around the eye. Once it is applied, leave the medication alone and do not wipe the baby's eyes. Typically, the ointment is absorbed within an hour. You can now rest easy knowing that your baby's eyes have been protected against any incidental bacteria that they may have been exposed to during birth. We hope you have found this podcast on eyes and thighs medication helpful. Please like us and tell your friends about us. A new podcast is coming soon. You can also follow us at www.earlydevelopmenttherapy.com. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.